0: Men's woman, woman, men's woman. Woman. Hi everyone, welcome back to Men's Wear By a Woman Podcast second season here come the men and i'm samilla and my next guest i absolutely admire his work and i have been following him on instagram and also have got his book called this guy portraits of a modern man men style i'm just going to introduce jamie ferguson in the house (laughs) hi jamie Hey,
1: thanks for having me on cheers
0: how did it all begin, Jamie? Um, your photography is absolutely beautiful, um, how you, you get these um, the men that you photograph. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. How did it all begin?
1: Oh, God.
0: It depends
1: where you want to start from. Um,
0: did you so, always I mean, want to be a short... photographer? Sorry? Did you always want to be a menswear photographer or...?
1: Um, no, to be honest, frankly, um, (laughs) it was, it's basically, it almost kind of stemmed from a love of menswear first and foremost. And then it's almost been a secondary, um, exploration of my career has led me into, um, into photography. Um, so basically short story. I, I studied law at university uh, and I then went to (laughs) private school and went, I uh, worked as an actor for three years, uh, and then basically wanted to, uh, I kind of fell out of love with the sporadicness of, of that, where you were kind of working for six weeks and then temping, and then, you know, or working in a bar or whatever. And that kind of wanted something a little more, um, permanent and, um, sustainable uh and so I that's when I first got into the industry in terms of menswear and I started working for a fashion agent learning like the ropes and how to wholesale licensing etc yeah. and then basically got a job off of that um, working for a company called Dax yeah. um, and then worked for them for about three years then worked for Drake's and then off the back working with drakes that's when i went freelance um and um yeah and started doing photography full time
0: so you'd never had any training in photography before that or
1: self-taught no no oh, training wow. whatsoever. Uh, which is i think it has its benefits and also has its drawbacks um <laughs> the draw main drawback for me being constantly suffering from imposter syndrome where I feel, you know, I mean, I've been doing this now per um, full-time freelance for about seven years now, I think. Right. Um, I still, to this day, I'm like waiting for somebody to kind of, like for the other (laughs) shoe to drop and like be found out. They're like, like, like it's a big reveal and they've caught me red-handed. They're like, aha, I'm waiting for that to happen. Um, Luckily, it hasn't happened so far.
0: Good. Um, (laughs) I don't think it (laughs) it will, will happen, but there you go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. God, time will tell, I suppose. <laughs> um, but I mean, in, 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 in that, in this, in the, in the benefit beneficial sense, it's that I've never stopped trying to learn how to get better, how to, you know, uh, um, appreciate what it is that I'm actually getting to do for a living. And, um, I think I'm not saying that if I had had training, That um, that I wouldn't necessarily have had that approach, but I think uh, I certainly think my outlook on it would be very different.
0: It's the same thing where I've not done GCSE art or A level Mm -hmm. art, and here I am (laughs) designing (laughs) menswear. So I totally understand, and I've got um, I'm following you from my illustration Instagram called SR Journal, and I'm following and those images illustrations are all done by my finger on my phone and it's so weird because i get people commenting and saying amazing illustration i've never ever Mm. done a level art or gcse art so i I understand where you're coming from there
1: (laughs) it's it's a funny it's a funny thing because i think i very much have come to feel that it's not i mean something creative like this yeah it's all i think anybody can do it anybody can have that um, that intuition or especially if they have an interest in it, I very much think passion is a huge part of being good at what you do yeah. and being excited and being, you know, say being passionate about what it is that you're shooting, illustrating, whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I genuinely think though that if you have that passion, that the only thing that kind of is lacking through training is just the language. It's just, There may be things, I found there was things that I was doing instinctually and things that I was doing technically, but I just never knew what the words, the the, the terminology was uh, for those things that I was doing. And you kind of, you're kind of, so at times it can be very hard to describe yourself or describe what it is you're doing because you don't have that vocabulary, but the minute, and that's obviously, I think that is very much something that training, um, you know, helps flesh out um, for people. Um, And also kind of that that almost that kind of that self-belief and that confidence that you're kind of like no, no no I know what I'm doing because I've had training I've gone to school for this and blah blah yeah. blah um which I think obviously is uh, I mean as I say it's I, I have I have a little self-belief and confidence now but it's still kind of um it's still it's you're as you say you're still learning still to this day as you say learning stuff where I'm like oh that's what that's called okay like I never knew that that's what <laughs> And it, it weirdly starts to then inform other stuff that you're like, okay, once I've learned this, then I can, you know, apply this to this, and that, and um, and as I say, it's 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 a gaining of that vocabulary and using that vocabulary and the terminology to navigate the the world, so to speak, and especially when you're having to navigate it from a professional from a business perspective as well. Yeah. So you know, you can be as creative as you want, but then you know, trying to get, you know, trying to then, you know, do stuff like, well, what's your rate? What do you charge for this? What do yeah. you do that? How yeah. do you get clients? How do you do this? Yeah. Like that's a whole other thing that you need to learn, yeah. um, uh, which is all kind of part and parcel of it. So it's good. I think, I, I suppose I, I'm not in any way trying to give out any kind of advice and everybody's path is different, but I'm just saying, don't be afraid of trying things like because you haven't had that training or not. Like, um, you know, as I say, if you, if you love it enough, and you are, um, you know, passionate enough about one, about a certain, certain area, then that that will show through, and people will see that.
0: You've been in menswear for some time, right? Have you seen mm-hmm. any difference yes. between how a woman designs menswear and how men design menswear? Only because, Not particularly. Only because I, it's quite an interesting um, conversation that I had with Charlie Allen and he could tell because he's a tailor right and, he, and also a designer yeah. and he actually, it was quite interesting how he actually turned around and said he could tell the difference when a woman's designing oh, really? a yeah and I just like really? <laughs> how a woman designs yeah. menswear and how men design menswear and I thought oh my god I, I never ever thought of it that way um,
1: Yeah It's funny like I wouldn't I mean, I, my background of everything is I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nerd about this stuff. I'm a, like, I love, I also love it from a very, um, instinctual place. So yeah. it's not necessarily at times that I'm coming at it from any technical know-how. So I wouldn't necessarily want to disagree with Charlie and say, cause he obviously has that experience, that yeah. you know, experience of being a tailor. Yeah. Um, where he would be able to look at things that I, I just don't even know what to look at. Like I'm very much always just drawn to, I'm um, like, does that look Do I think it looks cool? Like, Oh, that looks awesome. Like I wouldn't then care if, or be looking for the things, the pointers that might indicate that it is designed by a man or a woman. I mean, I couldn't give a crap about that stuff. Um, if it, you know, I, it doesn't make a difference. I'm like, anybody can design cool clothes or what, you know, stuff that I'm into. Like, um, so and I don't, I would be interested to, yeah, what were his thoughts on it? Like what was, well, to he, the point it, it is quite interesting. Interesting to why he, how he could tell?
0: He said that we, we are very adventurous with color. <laughs> um, women yeah. are. Yeah. And I thought, okay, sure. yeah, that's, that's true. Even though I just like <laughs> Navy a lot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A lot when Again, I, I, I design, it's, it's like it's
1: Navy. A, it's it's hard to come up. I think I imagine it would be hard to come up with stuff like that without... Having
0: yeah, and general, um, he's also said... Like- he also said uh, also about how women, uh, you know, with tailoring, how we actually, um, what was it, more um, shape. And we're, we're quite... Um, what's the word um we're quite daring women are daring (laughs) and i thought yeah and i thought great you really are on the women's side (laughs) you know sure and um it was was really interesting to hear that because i never ever thought of it that way um i mean i'm a great fan of charlie Allen's stuff anyway i really really like his stuff um he's amazing taylor but it was very nice to hear all of that and um if there's any other women listening Ladies, we are very daring, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> uh, in men's way. Um, but how, you know, with the photography side of it, with the story yeah. side, how do you go about it? Sorry, what was that? How do you go about sh- when you're shooting a, um, when you take, when you're actually doing a story, a photography story sure. um, of one of the men's brands, how do you go about it? How do you like that- Um
1: It's weird because it's like, I know some people have, methodology for that they always use Um, to me one of the things that I've learned is that I well one of the things I like to be is try just try to be as flexible as possible because you work I work for all different types of clients like I'll work for clients who you know are very big and have a certain expectation of how things need to be handled then equally I, I like working with um much smaller clients who kind of are much up, much more up for me being involved creatively and on, uh, you know, say narratively in terms of the creation of the story and what it is that we're doing. Right. So there's never, I never necessarily have one approach to things. Um, biggest thing for me is like, and at times this can be, is just trying to shoot, always trying to approach the shoots in a way where I'm shooting it from a perspective of a customer or at least how i would want to see something shown right um so you know if it was you know a product like if it's a jacket or a tie or shirt or whatever i'm like well, okay i want to see the shirt like this or you know there's certain things being able to highlight and promote the thing that it is that you're shooting um, which can be tricky at times because sometimes, you know, if you're working or shooting for, say, uh, more of an accessories brand that maybe is making – or even a shoewear brand, it can be sometimes tricky to pay close attention to yeah. footwear but also trying to keep it interesting by showing the whole um, style of the guy, that you, the model, or whoever it is that you're shooting. Um, so, no, so I, would, I wouldn't say there, that there's ever a specific – way I approach uh well, there's isn't like a one uh a one one thing that I do when I approach shoes
0: and what's your favorite menswear brand
1: oh that's my gosh,
0: is that, is that is that touching a, a nerve there
1: <laughs> you know? that's a very difficult question um like so from a perspective it's so funny because it comes from it comes from all over it okay I have so many I have so many that I love um at the minute, as I'm sure a lot of other people do, I'm very much in love with Amy Leandoré. Yeah,
0: um,
1: I love what they do. Not even necess- I love their clothes, but mm-hmm. not even necessary that I'm kind of like I want to deck myself out in head to toe um, Ald. It's I love what I love what Teddy and the guy and their his team does. Like there are for the last like four or five years, they've been consistently on point in terms of imagery branding marketing um, design like everything that they do is so it fits together and from that perspective of seeing something that like every time they release a lookbook anytime they' the styling of it anytime they release photography anytime they release little videos and stuff like that everything works yeah um, and fits in and, and 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 ties that thread through everything that they've done um, in the past and you know and what they're presently doing um, which is which is very nice to see. It's not like suddenly it's a very different, um, as you say, campaign, and you're kind of like, wait, this doesn't make any sense compared to what I've seen last. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I'm all over the place. Like I love this. Like I love like small brands like a Temple Rubato and Cass Atlantic, which are two brands based in Stockholm or based in Sweden. Um, Stofa in New York, um, Bode. I love what Emily does, yeah. Um, Drake's, uh, obviously a bit biased. I used to work for them, yeah. um, but like huge fans, a uh, huge fan of what they do. Um, god, there's so many. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just to name a few. Like, uh, yeah, we are as a, as a guy right now very spoiled for choice in I terms so. of the stuff that I'm into, which I love. Um, I love how. Diverse and democratic and available stuff is everything's kind of become nowadays, too, you know, because the internet and everything. Every, 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 you don't need a brick and mortar store anymore. You can have a a great website and be able to sell product through that, which is uh, amazing. So, yeah, I'm very, very spoiled right now. It's great.
0: With smaller brands and all that stuff, right? Isn't it quite Mm -hmm. difficult for smaller brands to do market, to put so much money into the marketing side?
1: I would say, I would say, 100% disagree I don't no, think really? it's uh it, I don't think it's difficult whatsoever okay. you just have to do it right you just have to do it well and in the right way and um, because for a brand I mean for example two of the, the two brands the two Swedish brands those mm-hmm. two Scandinavian brands that are mentioned there um Cass Atlantic and uh Rubato um I know that you know they um, they are very clear on I mean, similar to Amy Mellandori, they're very clear on the core of their brand and what they are and what they do mm-hmm. uh, and what it is that they're wanting to put out there. I mean, so Rubado started off by just doing like knitwear. Like just, it was, I think they had like two colorways of or, yeah, yeah, was, like two colorways and two models of knitwear. That mm-hmm. was it. But the knitwear was, you know, slightly higher in, uh, in, the, in the hem. So it was almost sort of like a 60s, 50s, 60s, mid-century kind of vibe to it. And they've slowly evolved the look and the brand and some of the other product alongside it out of that kind of that sensibility. And they've been very clear, as you say, in terms of the marketing, what they're putting out on their social media feed and stuff like that. And it's not always, um, you know, it's, it's a lot easier these days. It's not always imagery that they have to produce themselves. Like they will shoot their own lookbooks and, you know, seasonal campaigns editorials, whatever, what have you. But they'll also then... Um, flesh that out with art that they like other photographers like architectural photographers um, magazine adverts things like that you know which kind of add to again it's like they're curating the um, as I say, the the sense of the brand and what it is and I think again if you're you have people behind the brand who know it you know who are and curating it well and are intelligent about it you don't have to spend a lot you know you don't have to spend crazy money on it to be able to market a brand well
0: what would you say um if somebody wanted to start a menswear brand now
1: oh man um don't do it no uh no 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 No, I mean like again because I'm uh as I say for love Love it. I'm kind of just like do it because I I want yeah. more selection, choice, yeah. and options in the in the uh, in the market, and um, that ties into kind of what I was saying about um, when I was speaking about rubato is that you, you need to be very clear in what it is that you're offering right. to the marketplace. You mm-hmm. need to be very clear about your product. Be very clear about your visual messaging and. You need to, um, it's, it's very tricky because there's so much stuff out there right now that it's very tricky because I would say, I'm like, try to fill a hole, try to fill a niche, but it's so like almost all those holes have been filled. Like yeah. it's very tricky to kind of come up with something com- that's completely new.
0: Yeah.
1: And equally, I would almost kind of say, you don't necessarily have to come up with something completely new. But, you know, if there's ever anything, you know, for those of you people out there who are wanting to start a brand or whatever, it's like, are you, is there something you're really into, like, I don't know, for example, something I had, like wax jackets, say, and is there, you're a huge fan of wax jackets, but the ones that you have, they, you they don't have this one thing that you wish that you're, you know, you've used them for years and you're kind of like, ah, but they don't have, I don't know, they don't have two hoods. I want two hoods. I'm kind of like, that would be ridiculous. I'm not in any way suggesting anybody does this, but <laughs> it's being able to find that one, that thing that you're like, I wish that they had this. Cause more often than not, there's going to be other people out there who think like you and are kind of like, I wish I had a wax jacket with two hoods. And so if you're able to produce a, a version, you know, a product, a, um, develop a product that, um, you know, suits, fits those needs. Um, I think you'll find it much easier to, um, to sell rather than, rather than just starting something for the sake of starting something.
0: Do you think menswear has changed a lot?
1: Um, compared
0: to when? Compared to when you first started in menswear, in photography. Um,
1: hmm. Yes, 100%. Because um, I think I was kind of at the cusp of, <laughs> the dawning of, uh, the cusp of, I don't want to say the internet age, <laughs> but the kind of the, at the cusp of, the, like at the first of, because like, I was in the industry basically when the first kind of hashtag menswear movement happened. Right, okay. Um, and it's funny seeing the power that's shifted, not only in terms of the industry, but in terms of um, the media, uh, print magazines, you know, uh, all, mm-hmm. all the kind of surrounding yeah. spheres around this industry. And how that internet, the evolution the, and the, the involvement of the internet has changed all of those things. So yes, I do think it's very different from when I first started in the industry. Um, but to be able to list all the ways in which it is different would be, would be probably you, we would need three or four other podcasts to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, it'd be a so short answer, yes, I do believe it is. It, it has changed since when I first started.
0: And what's your favorite style in menswear?
1: Oh, i all the all the tough. Questions. I don't know how to answer these questions. Like this is so You're doing tough. you
0: really, like, really like well. Like
1: your favorite child. <laughs> Who's your favorite kid? Like ah. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. It's it's the thing that I love the most, and what I feel is happening nowadays is yeah. there's less of the tribalistic nature to style in menswear. There's less of that kind of jocks and nerds, yeah. biker skater mentality or men you know whatever else have you um people are now mixing very very different styles together um mm-hmm. and making it work and i love that and to me um you know that's one of the funnest the funnest things like, again it's like whatever it boils down to it's like menswear clothes get it dressing up it's fun it should be fun Like you should have fun with it like you should experiment, you should fail, you should find the things that you're like, oh my god, I never thought this could work and it does work and, you know, now suddenly you're you know, you're feeling, you feel you know, ten times better than you did because you're like, you suddenly have a hat that you can wear that you didn't know you could wear before it sounds idiotic, (laughs) but I'm like I genuinely believe in in the power of that. Um, And and in terms of myself at the minute, um, I don't know, I think I'm very much I'm very into kind of a, a kind of a a combination of a lot of stuff, but I think the terminology that's been used recently is French Ivy. Right. Okay. Um, I think that would probably describe what I'm into the most at the minute.
0: And Jamie, is there another book coming out soon?
1: Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's been a bit tricky. It's been a bit tricky through uh, obviously lockdown and everything. And yeah, um, and, just, and to be honest, um, other other work you know everything's kind of starting to pick back up and you know travel's starting to ease a little bit and you know everybody's kind of starting to find their feet again um I'd love to I like one of the one of the greatest pleasures I had um was doing that book um in terms of my career I absolutely love doing that um and being able to feature and highlight and showcase the the you know the 20 guys that I did Mm -hmm. um you know who were you know I admire so much and we're all so generous of their time, you know that they gave me for that project. Um, I mean that consumed consumed my life um, you know for like basically two years the kind of from pre-planning, planning, the actual shooting and then the the um, final kind of editing of the the final copy in the manuscript. Um, and I'd love to I definitely would love to do uh, another version, another book, whether that's maybe um, you know, a, a sequel to this guy. Um, I've had so many people like say to me they're like, you should do a sequel, it should be called These Guys. And I'm like, yeah, and then we could do a third one called Those Guys. Or like <laughs> that guy. And I was like And then they're like change it up and do women and like be the these gals. And I was just like, oh God, like
0: It's, it's sounds, never gonna stop. <laughs> it's sounds,
1: it sounds terrible. Um but uh I'd love I'd love to be able to do I mean there's something very satisfying of seeing as a photographer seeing your work in print yeah. and for something, especially like this, um, where I've had it, you know, been involved in it from the get go and, you know, with the layout and all that kind of other stuff and just seeing it, having something physical that you can hold in your hands. There's something very, uh, there's something very tactile about that. Um, so I'd love to do something, um, uh, in the future, but no plans as of yet purely because, um, like, as I say, everything else is picking back up again and you're kind of getting busy, um, busy, um, working full time again.
0: And I suppose it was very difficult during the pandemic getting work or or doing anything. In, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. well, yeah, because, so, I mean, I was in Australia when just before lockdown, the first okay. lockdown in the UK happened. Yeah. And I, my wife and family and I, we arrived back the day before the, the lockdown hit. Right.
0: Um,
1: and I had like six shoots lined up, um roughly, you know, in the coming months, I, I said to all the clients, like, gonna, I, was just like, oh, I was like, this isn't going to happen guys. Like, we're not going <laughs> to like, you know, cause it was, it was weird to think back to that that point in time when people were kind of still like, they didn't believe that it was going to be as bad as it, as it has been. Um, and pe- you know, I had some clients who were like, no, 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 it, it, you know, let's just wait and see. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> and we can sure wait. enough, sure enough, everything was canceled. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was tricky. Weirdly, it kind of coincided with a time when I had just built a little home studio in my garage right. uh, next to the house. Um, so I'd kit- furnished and kitted that out. And I'd already done a few shoots um, at the end of 2019
0: mm-hmm. uh, um, with a few uh, friends and clients. Um,
1: and basically, the, for the first lockdown, it gave me the chance to, uh, pardon me, um, get more au fait with like studio lighting um, and kind of f- figure out the that that side of things a little bit more um, because I I'd never I'd ne- I didn't tend to work with that type of lighting or that type of photography. I'd always been out using out kind of shooting street style or lifestyle um, using natural light. Um, so I really enjoyed that. It was kind of I could kind of lose myself in that a bit and almost forget that the world was imploding and um,
0: <laughs> you didn't
1: know when you were going to work again.
0: Yeah, it was um, crazy times, very crazy times and um, weird times as well. But I think also um, a lot of us actually found things to do like that we thought we could, we wouldn't do, you know. And in a way, yeah. I, I think I found a way of just starting to do illustrations during those times, um, which I'm quite grateful you know, because because yeah. otherwise it was like, you know, how life just goes so fast that you forget what you love doing once upon a time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, definitely. What would you say to someone uh, wanting to become a menswear photographer now? <laughs> what would you say to them? How would they go about it?
1: Um, it's funny because, like, I find myself coming back to advice that I was given myself or advice that i read about where... I mean, the biggest thing for me is is shoot as much as you can. Right. Uh, like it's like anything. Like again, it's like people kind of ask me like in terms of style. They're like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I'm like, "It's trial and error. Like it's the biggest thing of like how do you find your style?" It's like well, you know, you gotta you gotta experiment. You gotta get out there and yeah, you know, you gotta Definitely. try first. So yeah, get out, shoot as much as you can, and again, have. An idea of what it is you want to shoot like if it's menswear you know you can, it can be any type like do you want to shoot tailored do you want to shoot vintage do you want to shoot street streetwear you know like uh have a niche um if it if you know and then develop it from there don't be afraid to look at people that you admire other photographers and it can, and it can be photographers or image creators from outside of menswear it doesn't have to be they don't have to be menswear photographers and um, take influences and inspiration from them um, cause I mean, that was one of the early things for me is, is kind of, you know, not necessarily copying somebody, but kind of that, if you're not versed in the technical side of it, you know, and you're still kind of learning, that's the easiest way to be able to visually describe what it is you're trying to achieve to somebody or, you know, or to yourself even, um, is by looking at other people's work and be like, all right, well, how do they do that? I really like this part of it. How do I do this? um and then essentially the more that you do that the more that you shoot and the more you refine that you slowly start to find your own your own uh, your own style and your own voice through that um so yeah those that's the two probably best pieces of advice I could give um for people who want to be out there um and want to be a man's photographer
0: and I know that at the moment you're actually rushing um doing a new project and all that so how's it going how's the project going
1: Oh god! Um, yeah, it depends which one you're referring to. Oh, there's a quite lot. Multiple projects. <laughs> yeah, quite a lot of them. It's just a lot. It's, it's basically now, as I say, since um, everything's kind of eased and everything's yeah. kind of a little more free now, everything's kind of picked back up. So it's 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 kind of uh, uh, I should say incessant, but slightly negative. Um, <laughs> it's just it's it's a lot going on right now, which is weird because because having gone from a, you know, as I say, having gone from where you're not really doing much to be, you know, very busy again, which is, which is great. And I'm very grateful for, uh, for that. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's great fun to kind of get be getting stuck back into stuff yeah, um, and into projects and stuff like that and working, uh, working with different clients and, um, getting to see, cause again, as I say, I'm, I'm a nerd about it. So, I also not only when we're shooting, I'm like I love seeing the product and seeing what it is that we're actually shooting because I'm I feel very privileged to kind of at time for example, um, next week shooting a I think it's an autumn winter campaign for a small brand that I really love and I know that I'm going to get to see their product up close and personal. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, it's going to be amazing! I can't wait! I almost like don't get too distracted by the clothes. You still have to work <laughs> Do <you and> shoot. <laughs> different like, you know, I'm like, I'm I'm going to get to see because they all come up with these amazing textiles and.
0: Oh wow! Um,
1: and weaves and stuff like that and I can't wait to see that just to see what they've done for this season um, yeah it should be fun so, it sounds yeah, really exciting
0: kind of it's a, I'm getting excited so I, I can mm, understand so how excited you must be you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah, can no, I come I, I can't, like, can I just come please <laughs> and I'll, I'll just hold I can tell you, where, yeah, the- I
1: can tell you where it's happening <laughs> and I'll be like they'll be like there's this, this person watching us over there I'm like I don't know, I don't know. <gasps>
0: I'll get yeah, the coffee I didn't tell them we were here <laughs> I'll just say I'll get the coffees, you know. I'll just run around <laughs> and just get the coffees. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Jamie, for coming on board. Um, and I know you're yeah, very, very, very busy. Um, thank you so nice. much and love your work. Absolutely a thank great you. fan of your work. And hopefully thank one you. day we will meet up and hopefully one day I can work with you, <laughs> you know, on you know. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you so much.
1: No worries, all the best.